Hey everyone, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily community meditation, where today we're talking about the first to see Jesus. So we're going to be taking a look at some passages passages of scripture about Mary Magdalene. And in Mark chapter 16, it says she was the first one to see Jesus. Jesus appeared to her first. And if you read later on in that chapter, it says that Jesus appeared in another form to the disciples. If you read, I believe it's in the, in the book of John or Luke or one of the other gospels that says, Jesus tells her, don't hold on to me because I haven't ascended to my father yet. So Mary Magdalene got this opportunity to see Jesus before everybody else, before he had ascended to the father. And just the other day, we did a communion meditation on a beautiful thing about how when Mary breaks the expensive jar of perfume onto the body of Jesus. And the disciples are giving her a hard time saying that she's wasting it, that could have been sold and the money given to the poor. And Jesus tells them to stop bothering her, to leave her alone because she did a beautiful thing for him. And what she did will always be told as a memory of her. So let's take a look at a couple of these scriptures real quick. And then we're going to ask God to give us some insight into this. So, John chapter 12, verse 3. It tells us it was Mary that broke that expensive jar of perfume and poured it onto the feet of Jesus. It says, Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. And then we see in Mark chapter 16, verses 9 through 10, it says, Now when Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary, to Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. And she went and she told those who had been with him as they mourned and they wept. So she gets this opportunity. Why did Jesus appear to her first? And I think it goes back to She did this beautiful thing for him. She did this beautiful thing. So Heavenly Father, we are asking for your help. You just, I saw this the other day after we talked about a beautiful thing. Help us to understand the connection of why Mary got to see you first, Lord. Why you appeared to her first. Help us to understand that connection and what that means for us today. And to take those principles, whatever it is that you have to teach us, and to apply them into our lives and to walk in them consistently. So we're going to take communion over this today, just as a way to activate this in our life. Jesus told us, as often as you do this, remember me. The Apostle Paul says, every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus. And in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation of all the benefits that are found in this new covenant. So as we believe, as we take communion today, we're believing, we're receiving this from God, we're setting this in motion in our lives. But it's also important we take communion the right way. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 says we should be examining ourselves when we take communion. It says, so then, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner, will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. 
Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. And that's why so many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. But if we were more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we're judged in this way by the Lord, we're being disciplined so that we'll not be finally condemned with the world. Let's take a moment to examine ourselves. Let's start with, let's celebrate. What are the ways that we walked in the light today? Every moment of every day, we get this opportunity to walk in the light with God as he is in the light. Symptoms of that, we're resting in our soul. If we're putting God first, we're being open and honest and transparent, present and full of joy, walking in love, kind and patient and gentle, always assuming the best, keeping no record of wrongs, always hoping, always trusting, always persevering, because love never fails. We're being self-controlled, gentle, we're responding in faith and positivity, even in the face of adversities. We're taking action, we're persevering, we're giving ourselves and other people grace. We brought our best rather than just going through the motions. We got the, the joy of the Lord flowing in our life. And then on the other side, as a contrast to this, we've all got buttons in our life that can get pushed to make us want to respond in a not so graceful way. Buttons that want to cause us, cause us to step out of our positioning in Christ. Symptoms of that, we'd have broken fellowship with God or people who feel like there's a strain in the relationship. Maybe we're snapping at people who got stress or frustration. We've got heaviness and pressure on us. We're lacking self-control. Responding in a harsh or angry way. Feeling depressed or down. Complaining, venting, pouting, being ungrateful. Toiling away in our mind, trying to figure everything out. Prioritizing money and stuff over people. Maybe we're retaliating at people, giving them the silent treatment, avoiding them rather than giving them the same grace that God has given us. Maybe we're focused on lack, not enough time, not enough money, not enough resources, not enough whatever it is, rather than the promises of God about how he he is more than enough. And when we're out of position, we feel unfulfilled, like something's missing. Because in Christ, there's fullness in him. And so we're going to bring these areas to God today. Asking him to help us to reprogram these buttons. Because he's greater than our hearts. And so Heavenly Father, we're just so thankful. That every moment of every day, we get to walk in the light with you. And we ask you to forgive us of any moments that we stepped out of that. We didn't respond in a beautiful, graceful way. We're going to forgive ourselves. We're going to take some steps to reconcile with other people if we need to take those steps. And I thank you that what you put within us is more than enough to handle whatever comes at us in a beautiful, graceful way. You put all the love, all the joy, all the peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, faith. It's all in there. And we're asking you to help us to grow and to cultivate what you put within us. So that those things that used to push our buttons, we just respond in a beautiful way now. By your grace. And we thank you that the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body. 
broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We'd all missed it. We'd all turned to our own ways and God laid upon Jesus the punishment that we deserved. And by his stripes we've been healed. He was crushed. He was destroyed. He was smitten by God. So that we could be right and holy and perfect in his sight. All through his one sacrifice. And God raised him up from the dead and seated him at his right hand. He raised us up together with him, made us sit together with him. And communion is a celebration of our union with him. So, Father, I thank you for this bread. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light. His blood washes us and cleanses us, gives us a fresh start in life. We get to walk out this day today in a covenant relationship with God. So, Father, I thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have a juice, you can take a juice. All right, let's talk about some health and fitness stuff real quick. We're talking about a beautiful thing, making your workouts beautiful. I want you to think about what makes your workout beautiful, your physical movement. There's a beauty, there's a grace to it. Your movement and your breathing are synchronized. Like we talked about the other day, your muscles, you're pulling on one side, you're relaxing on the other. Your muscles are working in coordination and synchronicity. So as you go about your workouts, let's focus on making that workout beautiful. Moving with grace and ease and beauty in your movements. But I hope this will help for you today. If you'd like to be a part of what we're doing in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.